Case Hello. In case we miss anything, so. I sliced my index finger on a box of saran wrap the other day. That is not pleasant. That's worse that than paper cuts. Is, they should put a warning on that. Cardboard cuts are. It's horrible. not. It wasn't cardboard. It was the metal oh, it was part. on the serrated part. Yeah, and it uh, sliced deep. Yeah. And you that's, then, that's scary, brutal. Yeah, part. and it was bleeding like quite. Profusely. But it doesn't give you the slivers like the cardboard. No, that's, but it was bleeding terrible. quite profusely, and you you don't realize how much you use your index finger especially when you type for a living. And so it's just oh, yeah. taking a long time to heal. And every time I touch so now you're writing all your articles on, your phone, <laughs> on my phone, so. I'm like, I'm making much less money. Uh, so anyway, very strong thumbs. <laughs> Last week it was strong jaws. <laughs> really bad eggs. <laughs> really bad eggs. Uh, Why yo -ho, is the rum gone? Yo -ho. Hello, oh, everyone. Goodness gracious. Good morning. Happy Advent season. It is. Emma said to me this morning, is tomorrow December 1st? No. I'm like, I don't know what day it is. George has been so. asking me every day because he has a, a advent calendar with yeah. the little treats that you get every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So is it December 1st that, yet? That's why she was stressing because we haven't got the advent calendar oh. filled because we have one that they made that oh, they yeah, filled. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so instead of the little, you know, little chocolates that you get in right. there, it's got like Lindor truffles and things well, like that. Well, you fancy. So, yeah, we you all about fancy. That. Yeah, Rich. Or, My Rich, girl, extra. George so. just has a little Mickey Mouse one, but. He's excited. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. I yes. just saw a dinosaur one yesterday. Oh, would like that I had never seen a dinosaur advent calendar before. That, that seems wrong in some ways, but okay. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe they came from the Creation Museum. They have a – I, I strongly recommend anybody who has the opportunity if you're looking for something to do with your family at any time during the year Eat to chocolate. be able to go – yes, but to go to uh, the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter uh, down, it's in the Cincinnati area. It's on the Kentucky well, side. I was going to say I thought it was in Kentucky. Stuff. It is. Yeah, it is. But it's just outside of Cincinnati. Uh, and Ooh, I strongly, you can go to Chile while you're there. strongly recommend it. It is better than anticipated. Uh, I think we've been there three times now. Uh, we just sent some friends. Our friends Wayne and Evelyn went down with um, Dr. Mania and, and her husband, and uh, they went and had a fantastic time. Really enjoyed it. The uh, it, it's both. Uh, it, it's suitable both for the academic and uh, for the layperson. It's very accessible, very enjoyable. Also, uh, just so much science. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's really, really impressive. But they have a special Christmas at the Creation Museum event that they do in both the Ark Encounter. They're about 45 minutes apart. So we got a hotel in between the two right. and went back and forth. But they, um, well, I uh, always thought they were like right next to each other. No, I did too until we went down there and realized <laughs> like, that they're quite a ways apart. But anyway, it, it's absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend both places, hmm. but give yourself a little bit of time because you can't do them both in one day. That's not feasible. How long of a drive is that from here? What's since he like five hours? Well, five, five, five and a half, something like If Shelly's driving five, if I'm driving six, something like that. Oh, really? Know, so. If I was driving, it'd be like eight, probably. Yeah. I'm an old, old grandma driver. That's right. You um, have a 70-year-old soul. I do. Somebody, who said that? Oh, Heidi said that George was like an 80-year-old man the other day, which is not wrong. Not wrong. Have you have you met my grandson, Martin? I have. <laughs> that is. And George seemed like kindred spirits. That is the oldest and most judgy baby you've ever seen in your life. Nothing, like, just, a, nothing like a judgy baby. You know, <laughs> like, child, you're six months old, and he looks at me like. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Get your act together. Although yesterday he's he's apparently getting younger and and somehow more Neanderthal like, but he, he was walking around the church. Shelly and uh, Jesse were working on some accounting stuff uh, before Jesse went back home, 
related to the business, not related to church. <laughs> Anyhow, so Martin has got his shirt off and he's decided walking is his thing now. Now that now that he's right. walking, he's walking all over the place. Right. Shirt off, walking around. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, dude, is this a Tim Allen show? What 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 happened here? Home oh, improvement? Oh man, that's funny. Like, oh, oh, more power. Oh, oh, oh. That is so, funny. Good times. New uh, Santa Claus's series. Watched, on we watched. Plus. George and I watched the first episode. Yeah, he was less interested than I was. We got three. I'm a millennial. They're, they're, apparently, Tim Allen's taking some flack. I saw that. I'm like, really, of all the things, there's plenty of things you can get after Tim Here's Allen. Here's what we should be canceling. Come on, Balenciaga, man. not Tim Allen. Anyway, I don't even know what that is. Oh gosh, that's a rant. Something to rant about. You even heard is that what's a virus? going on? Is that it's, it, yes, it is. It's a Spanish uh, fashion brand, huge fashion brand. Yeah. Like that's it's ridiculously expensive. You haven't heard this? No. Long story short, their latest campaign features basically children, like my child's age. I already don't like it. He's five. These were like five-year-old and younger, I would say, uh, with stuffed animals in bondage, like sexual bondage things. What? Then, and they were like in these settings. And if you zoomed in on the paperwork on the settings, it was about pornography and sexual abuse and whatever. They were sexualizing these children. Merry Christmas so now to they're all. So now they're under fire, as they should be. They took the campaign down, as they should. Celebrities like Kim Kardashian, who are like spokespeople for Balenciaga, are issuing these blanket PR apologies that don't mean anything. And they're just saying, you know, they apologized. We need to move on. No, we don't need to move on. We need to cancel these people who are sexualizing children and promoting pedophilia. And this is my rant that I will stay on forever. You don't need to freaking cancel Tim Allen or saying Merry Christmas. You need to cancel these people who are trying to make it okay to sexualize children. That, that, that's a problem. I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm fired up about that. I'm not, it's uh, so wrong. I'm not big on cancel culture in general. I'm not but either. I am very but bothered by the fact that we. Because that's so, how it starts. Well, I mean, it, it's such a one-sided thing. Right. It's the, the whole thing is you cancel anybody. You know, it's not, not just like a boycott. And right. that's, I think sometimes people conflate the two. It's not that we stop doing business with it. No, this cancel cultural idea right. is we're going to shut down your life. Right. We're going to make sure you get fired. We're going to, to do everything we can to get the IRS to audit you. We're going to get everybody else, whoever met you, to if they ever had any business dealings with you, anything that touches you becomes toxic. Right. And, and, and now we're going to shut this all down. That's the idea of the canceling. And I'm fired up. there are lots of people who do lots of stupid things. And, you know, some things in the past, some things in, in the present. You know, going back 20 years or 30 years to find, uh, you know, somebody who did something stupid in college and you say, right. oh, it can't be a president or right. Supreme Court justice or whatever else. Listen, let's just have a little bit of sense about some of these things that does not in any way mean that whatever bad thing or supposed alleged bad thing that they supposedly or allegedly did <laughs> is in any way good. Right. Not in any way trying to say that uh, Kanye West or yay uh as easy he just kind of drives me crazy because right. he keeps changing his name all right. the time but anyhow more than prince did <laughs> prince was contractual i didn't realize or, that or I puff thought, daddy I, I thought i thought prince was was entirely uh um was entirely you know Arts creative buzzing. weirdness because mm -hmm. you know it's prince but apparently much of that I had to that, do with yeah. contract stuff but anyhow uh but you know kanye made some pretty anti-Semitic remarks, apparently. I don't understand. I don't, I was part of that. I didn't follow it. I don't know the context of it, but you can't say these things. Right. You can't think these things. These are, these are not okay, period. Uh, 
But we answer to God for these things. We do live in a land of free speech. And I, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that, that does not in any way justify anybody, especially anybody who calls themselves a Christian, to, to have any form of anti-Semitism, period. But if we're going to start you know, picking and choosing which sins right. we're going to go after all the time, we're going to have a very confusing life. And, the, and this is where, you know, when you look at um, whether it's that or this thing that you were talking about or, or whatever else, man, there's just, there's such, such an overwhelming enveloping darkness mm. that um, we are, we are going to cancel anybody who says, Something about well, apparently Merry Christmas to all is no longer acceptable. Oh, that's it's the worst thing ever. Not be overly worked. Oh, we'll apologize because we have to. But right. about the sexualization of children or any number of things, we want to talk about. Okay, this we're, this is not something to rant about, so we're going to keep this. <laughs> but but it, I am actually going somewhere if you can believe that. Um, I. I like to drink fair trade coffee mm-hmm. to the extent that I'm able to. And so, you know, I don't, it's not like it's some profound, you know, I'm going to shut my life down to and only drink this. But, uh, but when I have the opportunity, that's, I'm always going to choose fair trade coffee. Here's the thing that gripes me. Rainforest Alliance is what you will primarily see as the, the certification and seal for most of these things. And Rainforest Alliance stuff is fair trade really by default, not primarily because the Rainforest Alliance is concerned with uh, the human trafficking that goes on and and literal actual slavery and trafficking that happens in the coffee and chocolate industries, but because of ecological standards. And so their primary concern is greenness, Mm -hmm. which then accidentally, and I'm overstating that, but, but essentially it accidentally overlaps with taking care of humans right? right and so that bugs the heck well, out it's greenwashing it, it, it's a hundred percent that it, it just drives me crazy that this matters human lives don't right it, it, well we can, know that in this country you can don't. see that in so many ways on so many levels and this this overwhelming darkness this the the flood the, the this suffocation of sin that is so pervasive throughout our our entire world is exactly why Advent is such an important season and why the concept, the principle of Christ coming, being promised so long ago is, is central. It's crucial, not just to religious mm. faith, as if those are two different things. Well, I guess they are, but that's another <laughs> podcast. Um, but but to our very existence, to humanity, we need a savior mm. because this place is dark and it's bad and it's junk. And the more we try to fix it as humans, the worse it gets. Look around us. We are calling ourselves enlightened when we need we need the Qatari government to uh, to intervene and the FIFA, most corrupt sport on the planet, by the way, changed my mind. Anyway, the, we need these people to step in, to intervene, to say, no, you're not going to be wearing your uh, LGBT pride patches on your uniforms because we'll sanction you. And so then, as <laughs> with all these deep convictions, FIFA says, we're either not going to let you play or we're going to you know, cost you a lot of money. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're not then. Right. I'm like, 
oh, so you felt so strongly about it until it actually cost you something. But we need the the Islamic Qatari government or FIFA, which there's no moral compunction in FIFA whatsoever, to remind us of decency. That is a, just a sad situation. We continually try to to bring in what we might call in, enlightenment values, although I think it's exactly the opposite, uh, to, to try to um, pretend that we have some sort of diversity when we're doing exactly the opposite. We're shutting down any contrary thoughts, any arguments. There, even right now, I was just uh, listening to Elmo this morning as, as I was getting ready, and uh, uh, this is my daily routine is the Al Mohler's, uh, the briefing. And he's just talking about an article in, in The Guardian, and, and uh, it's representative of others who have been saying this, that Amy Coney Barrett should, as a Supreme Court justice, recuse herself I saw from, that. from judgments about um, the, uh, uh, LGBT. the LGBT application of freedom of religion. Do you know how the Supreme Court works? So because you have beliefs you should recuse yourself but i hate everything. the logic it just doesn't follow she's not supposed to even follow her beliefs. she's supposed to follow the law that's what she's supposed to do so if for you all, believe, for everyone. right, right for so, everyone so if so holding, lay off. if having beliefs then disqualifies right. you from judgment or right. thinking then all of the people who believe that that should gay, be in the same rights. boat. Right. You should all recuse yourself. If you believe anything, That's what I'm saying. you should recuse it yourself. It makes no sense. It doesn't make None any of it sense. makes sense. This is the problem when sinful people try to fix the sinful world through a sinful, corrupted mindset. We are depraved. And this is the Preach. picture that we see in Romans 1. It's the picture that we see in Ephesians that sin makes us stupid. It darkens our intellect. Our ability to reason is not there because as Romans 8 says, it, our our sinful hearts, our mind controlled by the flesh, doesn't submit to God. It can't submit to God. Or as we see in in John three, uh, you know, John three twenty, that that you know, the the light has come. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the verdict in three nineteen. The light has come, but the reality is, people didn't want the light. We like darkness because we don't want our evil deeds exposed. And as long as we're doing evil, as long as we're doing our thing instead of God's thing, the last thing in the world we want is the light of God. Mm. We don't want the light of Christ, the word. We don't want we don't want a standard that says, hey, you guess what? Here's here's reality and here's where you are. and You're far apart right. from reality. But that's Th that's the opposite of what we want. But that's, you know, kind of tying into finally tying it. We've tied in this whole thing. We could talk for 18 million years about how much garbage is going on in the world. And how, but that's exactly why and we would still not evolve right. to a new species. Right. But that's another. But story that's exactly why this promise is so important. And that's exactly, you know, not to. <laughs> promote my devotional, but I was reading it this morning. As well, you should see if you can notice the typo in my devotional. Because um, my a, fault. It's not. Um, anyway, uh, one thing that because I was reading some other stuff as I was writing my devotional, and uh, one idea struck me that you know Mary around this time of the year is is often portrayed as this picture of innocence and this picture of you know just oh, especially if you're Catholic. Um, but she was a she was a sinner. Joseph was a sinner and that's not like super warm and Christmassy to think about, but they were sinful people. Mm -hmm. Like Mary followed what God said, Joseph followed what, but they were still sinful people. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was born 
of a sinful mother, but he was without sin. And every time I look in the mirror, I'm looking at a sinful person. And you, you're watching this right now, you're a sinful person, like we all are. Right. And so whether you want to, you know, I can sit here and rant about, uh, you know, pedophilia and whatever, and that's obviously horrific, but that doesn't mean I'm not a sinner in many other ways. That's right. And so that's why this is so important, Christ's coming and this promise of this of this child, because without it, preach, sister, we are completely separated, and that should that terrifies me. And I'm I am with God. I am a follower of Jesus, but I'm still terrified at times, like because I'm so horrible, right. <laughs> I'm so awful, and that's why it's just. I mean, I feel very ranty this morning. I'm well, sorry. I, I said I wasn't going to rant. I think you've hit on it. So many things that that I really would love to develop, and we obviously don't have time to develop all of them. But as we're as we're looking at it, you know, just the the idea. Um, of our need for a savior right. is so huge. And my goodness, now I got to get my thoughts back under control. Cause you got like eight different ways I'm that sorry. I want to go with this. No, it's good. I mean, there's just so much content. Keep talking. We, I need, need, to clean it. we need a long form uh, podcast to be able to deal with it. If you, by the way, again, recommending the just thinking podcast, uh, as I always do, check out the just thinking podcast. It's like three hours. So you listen to it in installments, right? But it's, you know, it's a, it's a long form podcast. Um, it's not really three hours. Usually, uh, it comes out periodically. You, you know, could have a three hour podcast. But it's if you absolutely. Want. <laughs> their, their content is much better prepared <laughs> for sure. But Speak anyway, <laughs> but anyway, as we're, as we're looking at this, just like you said, it, it's, it's the idea that we need, right. we need him. It's not Jesus is a nice idea, a nice concept. Right. Uh, you know, here's a warm, especially this time of year, man. We're watching Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas last night. I didn't know that was a thing. Not a good movie. It's a, you know, it's a directed video. All the same actors in it. The Beast is terrible. Same guy. It's still Robbie Benson doing it, but the directing just like totally changes the, anyway, but, but Belle has this, you know, revelatory song in here where you're singing about Christmas and- Is he a beast or a human? It's in the intervening time. So it's, it's, it's- it takes place in that winter after the story. So they're, they're all the curse is broken, but it's a flashback. And Mrs. Potts is telling the story, gotcha. and, you know, anyway. So that was important. Yeah. So as they're going through this, it's just like talking about Christmas is so much more than, than snow and all this kind of stuff. True. All this deep meaning Christmas is so much more. Then they go on to talk about, it's about, Food and presents and good times and happy. <laughs> oh, wait, what? You just missed the entire point. And you knew they weren't going to say it. Disney right. wasn't going to say the entire point of Christmas is you're all dead in your sin and you need a savior. <laughs> and God promised to send a savior from the beginning to to overcome the enemy and destroy sin. And, you know, th- that's not going to happen. Right. But you would think there would be something of substance. There's zero substance. And so much of this, you, you had mentioned in a Hallmark movie that you just watched recently, the three wise men and a baby mm-hmm. that there was actually Top rated Hallmark movie of all time. No kidding. Yep. That, that there was actually, you know, some, right. Some semblance of Christian right. content in there. It wasn't a romance. Right. It was a brother story right. and all that. So it was a bromance. It was a bromance. <laughs> but, but the, this, as much as I enjoy the, the lighthearted holiday fair that's out here all the time, Man, we have destroyed Christmas. Truth. And, and Tim and, Allen can't even say. What and, and, and Easter's even worse, right. right? It's you know because it only is about bunnies and candy and and springtime. I think and I've said this. And you cannot talk about the resurrection of Christ. Jim, there's that Jim Gaffigan joke. 
about Easter? Have I told you that? I think you have. It's like, oh, Easter, the day Jesus rose from the dead. What should we do to celebrate? How about eggs? Yeah. (laughs) Makes me laugh every time. Anyway, this is not an Easter podcast today. But but I do like Jim Gaffigan. But it is, you know, as we look at this, it's all tied together. And and that's the thing, you know, we had our Advent service Sunday night. And, uh, you know, some people probably would look at it and say, well, that's not very Christmas. You know, because our readings had to do we started genesis i mean we're we're reading from genesis 3 which is where this podcast today really finds it, it it's it's beginning is you know that sin entered the situation and god in the moment of the curse promises the serpent crusher that, right. that the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head so there was never a time when since sin entered the system there was never a time when the curse existed that the promise did not exist. So what I get from that is we screwed up yes. and immediately God shows grace. Yes. Immediately. And we find later as we as we unfold the doctrines through the New Testament and even through the prophets, we, we see that that was always God's plan. Right. God right. had planned grace before right. we sinned. He didn't say, oh, he wasn't yeah. surprised There's that no Adam plan and Eve B messed too. up. Right. right. So Jesus, and, and, and you know, we're kind of developing this series for Advent through Matthew one and into Matthew two, but through through Matthew's account, so um, you know we'll look at at uh, you know Luke's account on Christmas Day because it gives that nativity uh, sure. scenario. But but as we see what's taking place here, Matthew starts in in Matthew one verse one. This is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the the seed of Abraham, seed of David. There, just right there in that verse is this entire concept that we're talking about. Uh, as we build out this, what child is this idea? You know, we want to look at who he is. Who is who is this Christ who came to to be our savior? Is it you know? Is this about a baby in a manger? And so many of the Christmas songs are are you know nostalgic and soft. And sleep, I love that sleep little one and and all these different things. And that's great. But is that all there is? It, 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 there's so much more. And when we understand that the promise of of Christ's coming. Uh, is ancient, but the Christ who came is eternal. That's really what what we're looking at. Jesus was promised throughout the ages, mm-hmm. not just going back to the prophecies uh, in in the books we refer to as the prophets, or in the Psalms, uh, or even in the the promise to David in Second Samuel seven that the uh, the forever king would come from his line, or the promise to even Abraham that that all nations would be blessed through his seed, through his offspring. Not even just those things. Not even, uh, you know, any of the things that, that we look at that are, that are you know, oh, look at Isaiah's prophecies. Those are great. But all the way back to Genesis, from the very beginning, this was God's plan. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So before there was creation, Jesus was already God's plan. And we see in John 1 that Jesus was in the beginning with God and was God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And and He, there's no way to separate. Lots of people try to, to say, well, you know, it's saying He was a God and all this kind of stuff. He was like God, He was with God, so He wasn't really oh. deity. Except for the things that are describing Christ here in John 1 and Colossians 1, can only be true of God himself. Mm -hmm. Anything else is blasphemy. To say that Jesus created the world 
and nothing was created that wasn't created through Christ. Either he is God or, or that is blasphemy. There's no other way to look at it. And that, that's the, the foundation of all of it. So when we look at Jesus as the one who was to come, it, it was never, it wasn't just like this surprise, you know, and we know that the wise men show up, the magi show up and they're like, we couldn't find the one who's born king of the Jews. Right. And we'll talk about that on a different week, but, uh, but there was a, there was prophecy. It was known that the uh, Jewish teachers were able to, even in the corruptness of, of Herod's uh, palace, they were able to come up with prophecies that said the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So it wasn't a surprise. It was known. It was expected. It was developed even in the intertestamental periods when uh, a period between Malachi and Matthew, when we have the, the 400 uh, years of, of prophetic silence uh, or, or what appears to be that. Um, there's There was so much more developed as far as eschatology and, mm -hmm. and so on. And uh, much of that started to get real, you know, folklore, if you will. Uh, <clears throat> I think I may have just made up a word. But as we're... I think it's a Taylor Swift album. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Now you got me. Uh, so anyway, as we're, uh, uh, as we're seeing all of this develop, of course, the focus on the coming Messiah and the, the, the day of the Lord when, when Christ would return in judgment, of course, all of these things would become really, really prominent among a people who have now experienced the fruit of their darkness. Uh, God has exiled uh, the people into Babylon. He brings them back which is exactly what he promised, but it's not the same. You know, they, they don't have, you know, they've rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. They have the, the, the temple uh, rebuilt, but the, the presence of God, and, and this is the whole issue throughout, uh, throughout the early parts of the Old Testament and continues through, uh, you know, through the history of Israel, is that it's not really about the temple. It's not about the blessings. It's not about the promise. It's about the presence of God, mm -hmm. the relationship with him. That's not new. It's not unique to Christianity. That was always the core, the, 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 the central nugget of what we would identify as Judaism. The Hebrew faith was in the one true living God who had a specific people that he had called to himself, that he even then used the language of redemption, that he had redeemed for himself. And that picture is thoroughly interwoven into the Old Testament narrative. And all of these things point to the one who would come, mm -hmm. the serpent crusher. Uh, and I, I think I mentioned, um, I, maybe Sunday, I don't remember. It, all, my talk, Time. all my talking is blurring. Time is a social construct. <laughs> Clearly, I talk too much. But uh, you know, Emma was just part of a, a youth retreat uh, with a different church. That uh, where they were going through the the same dig and discover principles that that um, we promote here, that Word Partners and uh, Charles Simeon Trust are, are also promoting uh, to to build a sound hermeneutic, uh, interpretive principles, a a, a, uh, a methodology to be able to soundly interpret the scriptures mm -hmm. without getting all weird and you know getting off into extreme tangents and goofball stuff that's out there, and there's tons of that stuff. But uh, they went through the book of Ruth, Ruth and Ruth. <laughs> That's what George would say. <laughs> they, were, they were raising it. Uh, anyway, so as they're going through this and discovering from the word, just the internal, not, you know, here's all these scholars saying this. What does the word say? Mm -hmm. Able to see how Ruth and Boaz led to 
Jesse and David led to eventually Jesus. And this was always the plan. Mm -hmm. He was always promised every single detail in the entire history of the universe led to that moment when he would be born, when, when God would take on flesh, the creator of everything made himself one of his own creation. He never stopped being God. He took on flesh, not so that God could relate to us, as we so often say, but so that we could relate to him. Mm-hmm. He already could relate to us. He made us. He, kn- he knows everything that we think or feel. So that was not the issue. Right. But the issue is we don't relate to perfection. Right. We don't relate mm-hmm. to eternity and infinity because that's not the realm that we live in. Mm-hmm. But it will be. And one day when the second advent occurs and Christ returns, then all of the lesser things, all of these things that are less than perfect will be removed, destroyed, burned up, including all of us who have not been united to Christ by faith. So the the idea here of sin in this world being this overwhelming darkness necessitates for us salvation, a savior, somebody outside of us to do this. And God made that provision in himself and demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Always promised from the beginning, always existent before the creation or before sin and come to fruition in Bethlehem so that we can have faith today. We will stop there. Um, You guys, I'm going to skip all of our contact information today. You guys know where to contact us. I will say that we've gotten a couple of messages on Facebook about where to uh, watch or listen to our Advent service. You can listen right on Facebook. We do live streams or on YouTube. Um, And I will post the sermon (laughs) uh, on either Monday or Tuesday uh, before we do the podcast. So No, I did it this week. So you can listen to us there. And thanks for listening here. We'll catch you guys later.